With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to another episode of What's Up, Belly Up, a podcast brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Here are your hosts for today's show, Mike Brown and Zach Mack. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back. What's up, Belly Up? Uh, episode four, your host, Mike Brown, my counterpart there, Zach Mack. Zach, how you doing tonight? Doing fantastic, Mike. How we doing? How was your Christmas? Good, absolutely. Uh, other than I haven't even talked to you yet about cut my finger off, but we'll get to that. So, uh, but I but I do see, uh, you know, for those that, that don't know, obviously we record live, uh, so we, we stream this live on Twitter, and then we release the episode the next day. But uh, Zach, you're 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 rocking the Sparty hat today. I, I know we'll get into the the bull picks. That's always been your your uh, homer. Lot to lot to cover this week. But um, uh, you know, uh, what's your just off the rip? I mean, I know, again, like I said, we'll we'll get our bull picks in. But uh, you, you feeling pretty confident for old Sparty there? Yeah, I'm uh I'm nervous. I'll be honest, I'm nervous. Uh, for those of <laughs> you that remember last. Last show I picked Pittsburgh to win this, so yes, um, you did. You but did. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited that we're going to be recording during the game. Um, so yeah, I might get some live reactions out of me. We'll see how much I can pay attention to it there during you the go. show. Also, for for those of you guys tuning in at home, obviously, like I said, we're live on Twitter right now. Twitter, uh, uh, they got rid of the old comment section, so we're also on YouTube. Check out YouTube Live right now at Belly Up Sports. Uh, we're on there. Jump in the comments. Um, 
But like I said, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. lot to cover. Exactly. Bring that up, by the way, because I talked to some people last week who said we we were we weren't showing comments on the screen. It's because you know Twitter, like you said. Um, so if you're on Twitter watching us, hop over to YouTube and we'll we'll throw your comments on the screen. We'll do our best. So we'll we'll, we'll jump in there. But um, but Zach, before we we get into it, like you said, uh, how were the holidays for you? We recorded obviously right before the holidays, Christmas. You guys doing any traveling? I know we talked about that. Or were you? How did everything work out for you guys? Yeah, so there was some extended family that came down with the Rona, so the, the, the traveling part got canceled. But we still uh, still celebrated Christmas. It was fun. Santa came. All the uh, all the little kids got what they asked for. It sounded like so. Um, and and all matters. the uh, all the adults got drunk. So it's your standard Christmas. It was uh, it was good. I say, what could be better? Right. But yes, yeah, kind of same thing here. Um, you know, it was nice. Like I said, uh, last episode again. We, uh, we, we have uh, our, both of our parents are divorced, uh, remarried, so uh, usually a lot of traveling during the holidays, but the, but it, it was nice uh, this year. They just said, you know, Christmas Day, do your thing, be with your family. Christmas, the day after Christmas, we kind of did a little traveling, but it was nice. So, But long story short, Christmas Day, we were good. Uh, like you said, hung out, drank, went to bed early. Uh, day after Christmas, we came home from my parents' house. They're about two hours away from us, and we were opening some presents. Or actually, I shouldn't even say presents. We were literally opening the kids' toys. Uh, literally the last one, you know, every little zip tie, everything cut off. <laughs> my wife comes up to me and says, hey, I can't get the zip tie. You know, it's real tight. I said, no problem. Just, you know, all you got to do is put the knife in and then turn it sideways and pop it. So no big issue. She's like, all right, you take it. Well, of course, we're drinking. You know, I'm sitting there like this. And I'm just talking, and I pop it, and boom, my hand goes numb. And I'm like, God, what the heck? And I look down, and I'm not even joking you. This is like out of a horror movie. My finger, the, the, the blade went into my my finger, into the bone, and it literally was like pulsating. It was everywhere, blood on the ceiling, blood on the doors. I've got a, a soon-to-be four-year-old, a soon-to-be two-year-old. They thought I was dying, uh, probably based off my reaction. I was dying. Honestly, my hand went numb. It didn't hurt right away. But I cut through the nerve, go in the bathroom. My wife's a nurse, so to her, it's no big deal. She's telling me, suck it up. You know, you need to get your ass in the bathroom. We'll take care of this. And I'm putting it underwater. And she's more worried about cleaning up the blood on the floor that my kids don't get in. Uh, outside of me passing out in the bathroom and, and you know, need, needing to be resuscitated. So so that that's how things went. That's how much love is in my family. But, uh, no, I, I appreciate her. She's been keeping it. Actually, to tell you the truth, she, she saved us a, a trip from going to the uh, emergency room. She she glued her shut, and she's been taking care of her. But, uh, oh but yes, that, that's how we <laughs> – Yes, I mean, you you straight off the – we're out in the hillbillies, you know. We're out gorilla here. Glue, she took care of her, glue so. type – no, she she legit had some. Actually, to tell you the truth, when we were in Florida, my my daughter busted her lip open, so we had to glue her lip. Actually, after they stayed in the hospital for, I mean, they were in the children's hospital waiting room for like three hours and never got waited on. So my so my daughter took, I mean, my wife took care of it. So God bless her. But uh, but yes, Jeremy Miller, how's it going, man? I appreciate you jumping in. Uh, Zach just threw that comment up there. Whew, it's going to be a coin toss. We'll we'll get into our our uh, our our picks here. Uh, pretty that's soon, a, but uh, obviously we, we we hired we hired our lovely producer Andrea over there. She's the one throwing the comments. Oh, like she's that. on the she's on the ones and twos. Okay, she's yeah, on we the got ones. her on there tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's nice. I like I like her behind the scenes. Thank you. So, but obviously we're we're gonna kick off the show. Rip to a legend, John Madden. Everybody knows, uh, you know, based off a of recording, we're late to the punch, but that's when we record. Um, Everybody, I mean, whether you, you knew Madden from coaching or Madden, I think the video game was just as big. You know, you, you talk about, uh, you know, somebody that 
based off of a uh, hundred games, he's got the best win loss uh, uh, percentage ever. You know, Zach, how, how did, I mean, it, it, I guess a guy like that, he's been in the, the media for years and years, just broadcasting. And they slowly kind of, you know, just a little bit here and there. But when you heard that news where you just like, you know, kind of like, you're like, wow, man. Yeah. It was almost like, um, I mean, I don't want to compare it to uh, the Kobe Bryant news. Um, I think that probably shook a lot more people, but, but it was still like, like widespread enough. Like you said, like, <clears throat> if yes. you didn't know him from football, you knew him from video games and um, just uh, an iconic guy in football. Um, you, know, you hear all these uh, old heads, you know, even, even much older than us talking about how much he did for football. And, and I believe it, you know, he was everywhere. Like you said, video games, broadcasting. Um, it, it's crazy how much somebody can mean to football and, and he's nev- not known for a playing career like at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think he actually, I, I read a thing that he got, he actually got drafted and then had a knee injury and never even played a snap. You know, I actually just read that sentence so. just now. You're right. No, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up. So Eagles. we're on the same page. But, uh, but yeah, yes. But, but anyways, yes, absolutely. I, I thought the same thing, Kobe. I, I remember when Kobe, when I heard the news about Kobe, you know, it was a different kind of shock because of the helicopter. Absolutely. Not that any death is, you know, you know, one way or another, but like, I remember hearing about that and obviously Kobe was younger, but like sure. thinking about, and then obviously with the Kobe news, they were like, who is he with? And then I heard like Rick Fox and all these past players. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then you hear about his family and his daughter. And it's like, you know, I, I do think that hit hit harder to me because Grant, like I said, he was younger. Not that that takes away from anything, but when I heard about John, man, I was like, wow, you know, that that's crazy. And you think back of, like you said, the, not necessarily playing the career, but the, the, the broadcast, you know, the coaching, all that kind of stuff. And then literally our, I guess I, I would probably say the millennials, Gen Xers, they probably don't even know the guy outside of Madden football. Right. But he's probably still as well-renowned based off of Madden football. And actually this company, EA Sports, came to him and said, hey, and which was a cool thing that I heard about too is he actually gave them one of the Raiders playbooks in like the 90s and said, hey, here you go. You know, we're going to work together. Really? You can take this playbook to design some plays. So actually, to tell you the truth, a lot of the plays that you see, they're probably dumbed down versions, but they're actually sure. based off of a real playbook. So that was kind of cool. I heard that last night. So, but, uh, but yes, opening the show, big salute to, to John Madden. And obviously, uh, uh, thinking about him and his family, uh, we're just a, a little show, but you definitely, something like that, you definitely got to talk about it and, uh, and what he brought to the game. So, so it's really cool. And then, Obviously, we can transition into the to the game of football that he he made so real and so big. Uh, Zach, uh, you know, are you officially nervous at this point for your Cardinals? I am. Um, ever since that Lions that Lions loss, it's been. <laughs> I want to say I'm trying to look it up. I want to say it's like three losses in a row now. Four, um, I think four now. Maybe. I'm 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 more upset because if they win the Super Bowl now, I would have got a way better payout if I would have put my bet now rather than four <laughs> weeks ago when I did it. Uh, because, because the reality is that, I mean, they still could win. I think they're good enough to do it. it I mean, they're, it, they seem like they're falling apart fundamentally, but um, I mean, they've got the talent to make it happen. So if they could pull it together, um, there's still hope there. Uh, I don't think my money yeah. is out the window yet, you know, but, but yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm nervous. I think you'll still be all right. You're, you're, I mean, there's a lot to, they're, they're getting healthy. Obviously James Conner hasn't played, you know, obviously Hopkins. 
So these these guys are going to be coming back. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't stress too much. You know, there's a lot to a lot a lot in play for them. I mean, technically they can kind of coast and they were the clear cut at, at one point. And then, you know, now we get back into Green Bay Packers. But we'll talk, you know, on the flip side, uh, you know, the Patriots take another L. You know, that probably has you feeling a little better based off of, you know, we, we, we each got a team that we just, I wouldn't say despise, but you just don't want to see them go there. And the yeah. Pats are your team. They take an L. I, I've seen a lot of uh, commentators talk about, you know, that team is – it, it, and you, you forget about because Brady was so dominant. But in the first few years that Brady won those championships, that that team was essentially defense driven. And so they're not saying that that team is anywhere near defense driven, but they're saying that as great as Mac Jones has played, he's going to be the reason that they don't essentially move on this year or get to the Super Bowl. But long term, they're set up for a long run. So Zach. I know we've talked about it several times. We've talked about it almost every show. You know, now that they've had a few losses, you still think they're going to slide into the playoffs? I originally said maybe, you know, kind of in the back end, you know, nobody's talking about them. But at this point, it's kind of in the in the media. You know, how you, how you think they're going to fare? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, my my paranoia is, has taken over now. So I, I 100% <laughs> think that, you know, the Patriots are going to make the, the playoffs. Um I uh, obviously I'm feeling good about the two straight losses now, and they beat the Bills, or I mean, uh, uh, the, they lost the Bills, and the Bills beat them pretty convincingly. Josh Allen played a good game, so um, I like to see that. They got the Jags next week, though. I don't know. I don't think the Pats lose that game, and uh, so I think they'll get back in the in the W column, which is just going to make me nervous all over again that they go on a run towards the end of the season. Um, like you said, though, Mac Jones. I mean, he very well could be the reason that they don't, you know go all the way this year or, or go as far as however far you think the Patriots can go, but you're right. Long-term. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think Mac Jones is their, their issue, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, absolutely. And then on the flip side, I've, I deemed, I, I pretty much said this and I really haven't ate my words, but it still spites me every week is the Packers just continue to roll, um, you know, stay on top of the NFL and, and they pretty much subsided, you know, Arizona, uh, sounds like there's a clear cut. They're just going to slide in, you know. Um, and, and with that being said, you know, everything with Aaron Rodgers, everybody talks about, you know, all of a sudden, which I didn't even know that he was up for this this uh, record at this point, is, you know, he he, he surpasses uh, far for the most TD passes in Green Bay history, which you would have had to think it was coming soon, but I didn't even know, you know. I feel like the Breeze, the Brady, all that kind of stuff, there's more hype behind it. Uh, maybe I missed this, maybe I didn't, but but he passed that. I mean, does that really surprise you? Or I mean, or did you figure, you know, we never heard about it that he already did it years ago? <laughs> yeah, I it, it was surprise. I mean, growing up, Brett Favre was my favorite athlete, like other than Pavel Datsuk playing hockey. But Brett Favre was like, I, I watched Brett Favre every weekend, and it just seemed like time flew when I saw that that uh, Aaron Rodgers broke. It was just a franchise record. So franchise record, obviously, yeah, Brett yeah. Favre played a little yeah. bit in uh, New York and Minnesota. So um, he's got more. I would gander still more touchdown totally, passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. career, career well, franchise. Yep, but Green Bay still is shocking. I mean, Brett Favre was there for a long time, and and just to think that Aaron Rodgers has done that already. I mean, we we're speculating left and right whether or not he's staying in Green Bay. So maybe he just stayed this year to break that record. I don't know. It seems like something Aaron Rodgers would do to me. I, yeah. 
And, and that obviously, like, like I said, the Pats, or I mean, I'm sorry, the, the Packers were my team that I just said. I could see them with everything going on in the world, with all the speculation around, you know, Rodgers, they're just going to slide into the playoffs. At this point, they've already slid into the playoffs. They're probably going to have a first-round bye, and now they're just, you know, it's just going to be like, I don't know. It's just it's just crazy to see the NFC North have such a dominant team and just three shitty teams below it. Like, that's what – like, I we always – and we talk about it every time. I say it, you guys can turn on it. It probably gets annoying, but, you know, we go back to our Detroit roots. You know, it, it, it's nice to see Detroit. I, I, I saw a thing. I, I watched uh, Dan Campbell's original press conference. He said, I want to do this, this, and this. And he pretty much did everything that he said. It wasn't win a championship. It wasn't win a, a division. It wasn't, you know, it was essentially bring the blue-collar work ethic back to this team, make this team, you know, play for four quarters and, and that's what they did. They did they did that. So I think long term we do have maybe a turning regard. We've talked about Minnesota in the past that they pretty much shit the bed and just kind of you know lost that. But but transitioning into and, and staying in the NFC North we've talked about Kirk Cousins. We've talked about the weapons around him. Obviously Thielen's out the rest of the season. But Justin Jefferson is I mean you know he he sat out his senior year he he, he was drafted kind of like Jamar Chase I believe the same situation they sat out um, these LSU wide receivers are you know a force to be reckoned with and um, you know you're talking you know he broke uh, OBJ's record for most receiving yards in the first two years and granted you look at OBJ now maybe he's got a resurgent with uh, Matthew Stafford in the Rams but in between the Giants until now there was a, a real, real concern that it was all downhill from here. And so we knew how electric he was in his first few seasons. And now you see Justin Jefferson, like, wow, like what he's doing. And I th- I think he's like on, on, on part of like shatter all those long-term records as long as he stays healthy. I mean, we're only two years in, in. but uh, you know, what, what do you think about Justin Jefferson? Obviously we see we're, we're an NFC North we're Lions fans. So we see a lot of these games, you know, what, what do you think about him? Is he like the new, I wouldn't say Calvin Johnson, but is he the new wide receiver outside of Devontae Adams in the, in the league where, you know, like you just, no matter what you do, like you just got a game plan for this kid. Yeah. I mean, obviously uh, Kirk Cousins likes him uh, enough. Like he, like you said, and I, I, and I like looking, I, I specifically like looking at these two year, like first two years, because, you know, anyone can have a great rookie year and then fall off or you get that or, sophomore slump. Yeah. yeah. So you get, you get that, those first two years of consistency. Um, I think, to a lot of people that don't pay very close attention to football, this probably was a surprise to hear that, you know, Justin Jefferson has now in the NFL, the most all-time receiving yards in their first two seasons. Yep. Um, obviously we've been over at the fantasy. If you guys don't follow belly up fantasy, um, they've been talking about it for the last two years, ever since he's a rookie. So um, for people that know him, you know, it's, 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 you kind of saw this potential. I don't know if you saw like, best receiver first two seasons potential so it is kind of crazy to think about especially in an offense like minnesota's which is it super pass heavy um you know it's not it's not like it's a bucket ears or the bills or something where they're passing the ball three out of four downs but i i think it is uh i i don't (laughs) I hesitate to call him like the next Calvin Johnson. Like he said, uh, you're asking me if, if yeah, I, I don't different, know. Devonte Adams, maybe different makeup, but yeah, I, I just don't, uh, I think maybe more like, I'm trying to think of who would be a good, 
I can't I can't even think off the top of my head a good comparison. Um here we go. Yeah, it's hard to really like place place something on him, but yeah, but see, I mean I agree uh, with this. If 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 he had a better quarterback, it, or even if he had like an offense that threw the ball more more often. I mean, yeah, you, know? you got one of the best running backs too, which right. also is is almost guaranteed to miss two or three games a season. You know, so you kind of open it up. So I mean, he kind of benefits from that. But but I mean, it's yeah, like I mean Julio Jones, I would say to me, like like yeah, I could see that or like a Calvin Ridley, which obviously Julio is probably a step up from that. But but yeah, it, it it's hard to believe. Uh, you know, a kid like this comes in the league and. Uh, he's not very flamboyant. He, he's not, he's not a diva. You know, he, he's not out there, but uh, yeah, Jeremy, you put him in Cincinnati. We're, uh, we're reading some comments over here, but uh, he said, put him in Cincy. Since he's probably got one of the best receiving cores in the entire I mean, league. Yeah, you're, you're talking about you LSU. That I mean, of, that's, that's LSU heaven. Over yeah. You're, there. Talk, you're talking about this. You're talking about uh, uh, last week, which just pounded me in fantasy going into the championship game. I played against, Jamar, or I mean, I played against uh, T. Higgins and Jamar, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna pick up Tyler Boyd because he because he started uh, he started uh, what what's his nuts uh, quarterback? Jesus, why do I always draw a blank when we're on here? Burrow, um, Burrow, yeah, I don't know why I draw a blank when oh. I'm, when we're talking these games, but yeah, I, so I start against Burrow. I have Patrick Mahomes, and Burrow puts up a 55 burger. Oh my plus, god! Plus, you know, you got you got Chase, and, and I'm thinking, okay, Boyd's gonna offset some points. Yeah, he got a long touchdown, but it wasn't even a fraction of what these guys did. I was done after that game. So, so regardless, uh, it, it's crazy. Uh, good for him. It'll be interesting to see, like you said, you know, out of that sophomore season. Now we're in the third season, going into the third season to see where these guys do. It, it's only uphill for him as long as he stays healthy, and, and he's done that relatively well. So, um, but with that being said, you know, LSU, all these guys, LSU hasn't been as prominent this past year, or the past couple years maybe. So we'll get into some bowl picks. Um, you know, we got some bull pick updates. I know you've been um, keeping up on the updates. Have, have you? I say you were texting. Oh, oh, look at that. 12 and 12. Zach Mack, 10 and 14. So I got you by two games. Um, what do we got? Uh, yeah, you got MSU. I got so MSU. Yeah, you so we're that different. was a big one that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're different in the next two games, so I can make it up. Um, there's three minutes left. Purdue's up by seven. So we could both potentially be 12 and 14. If Pitt and Purdue win, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I, so that's where we're at. It's been a pretty consistent. Don't don't put any money on us, but head to head for Zach and I. Hey, we'll we'll, we'll keep it interesting. Um, but but like I said, don't put any money on us for the bolt pick because we're sitting about five hundred. But um, the the good thing about that is obviously we still got the the huge slate of games. Um, obviously, you know, obviously with going on, we got what, what tomorrow night start. Well, I mean, obviously tonight, but tomorrow night, New Year's Eve, those are the big bowls. And I, I'm stumbling here because I literally just had all the games pulled up here and now I missed it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I got you. You got the updated document. So, so obviously we've got, uh, tonight we're talking Purdue, Tennessee, um, Pittsburgh, Michigan state. That's where we're at. We got. Arizona State, Wisconsin, uh, I think we're both on Wisconsin, so that's no big deal. But starting tomorrow night, that's when you're going to get, I guess, tomorrow during the day, tomorrow night. That's when you get your big boys. That's where you really put your uh, money where your mouth is. we got Rutgers, Wake Forest. That's uh, the, uh, obviously in all, these betting lines are as active as uh, 1245 today, Eastern Standard Time. Um, so we're looking at uh, Rutgers, 
versus number 17, Wake Forest. That's 16-point spread, 62.5 over under. Zach, how you looking? Who you looking for here? I, I, I don't know why this is a matchup. I honestly don't. Like, Wake Forest easy. Is this like, should we say this and have Wake Forest? I was say, should we just say Wake Forest at the same time and move on? Yeah, I mean, like, that's – Like a 16-point right there. Like, you kidding me. Yes. Uh, next slate, we got Central Michigan, Washington State. 7.57 over under. Uh, Central was officially uh, supposed to schedule – they were actually, uh, I guess, originally scheduled to play Boise. Obviously, um, uh, you know, Washington State stepped up, said they'll play. They were supposed to play Miami. So, as we've we've seen, this year has been crazy. Um, so these two are, are matching up. We got a set, like I said, seven point uh, fifty seven over under. Who who you got here? They're throwing these two teams together. Yeah, this was tough because when I made my original bull picks, um, I picked Central Michigan to beat Boise State, and I also picked Washington State to beat Miami. So now I've got two winners that I've got to pick. I got to pick one, yeah. Um, and so I'm just going to keep it local and go with Central Michigan. Keep it easy. Ah, uh, you know what? I think I think I knew I I kind of thought that I really have like I really want to see Central do well, but I think Washington State has a really opportunity. They've always had decent quarterbacks. They put up points. Obviously, we get the over under is 57. So uh, so I, I'm going with Washington State here. Scrolling down to the last two games on New Year's Eve. We know what these games are. This is your number four Cincinnati Bearcats versus your number one Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, 13 and a half at Bama. 57 is your over-under. Cincinnati has one of the best defense in the nation. Alabama has one of the best offenses plus a great defense. Zach, is there any chance for a little team like Cincinnati to make some waves here? Uh. If there's a chance, it's very small, I think. Um, <laughs> obviously, like, over under a 57 with a 13. Like, they think, what, Alabama's going to win this, like, 38 to 21? That, that's what that would work out to, something like, something like that, um, give or take. So, I mean, they're not giving Cincinnati much chance. Uh, it really would with a line like this. They're really thinking that Alabama's going to put up, like, between 30 and 40 points. On a good Cincinnati defense, like you just said, Cincinnati's relying on their defense. When the defense has to step up, they will. Um, I just don't think, as as a betting, if I'm I'm putting in picks, like it just seems silly to me to take Cincinnati. I would love for Cincinnati to win this game. I think they can win this game. I I, I just I think it would be like one time out of ten that they would win this game, and they're just hoping that this bowl game is that one out of ten. And power to them if they do. But I'm picking Alabama. All right. Well, you know what? I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with my guns. I said this before. I'm taking Cincinnati. If Cincinnati can control the clock on offense, control the clock on offense, and they can shut down the wide receivers of Alabama and make Alabama have to run the ball, their defensive line is good enough to to win. I am I am on a whim, obviously, saying this is how they win. I'm going to say they're going to win. Don't take any betting advice from me, but I'm going to say Cincinnati is going to win by half a point. What what would half a point? What would uh what what does the <laughs> halftime score have to be for Cincinnati to feel good about winning this game? 
if if Cincinnati's down seven points at halftime, you're feeling good. If you're even, you're like, okay, you know, in a locker room's easy. If you're down seven points, depending on the coin toss where you're getting the ball, if Alabama's getting the ball and they're up seven, it's over. Because yeah, I, I think they can control the ball. They they essentially have they can just rip off, you know, they can essentially come out after that kickoff and you know, rip off nine minutes off the clock. And like I said, that's when it's in Alabama's favor to try to pound the ball. I think it's strength where strength is Alabama's defense. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Cincinnati's defensive line has been pretty consistent. They've had some decent safety play. Um, Alabama always has a good running game, but this year you don't really have to, you don't have to have the really good running back this year because they've always had great wide receivers. Obviously, you got the Heisman candidate at their quarterback. So so I think being down seven points with the Alabama uh, uh, receiving, you know, that's when you got some concern. Going in at halftime, you know, tied, Cincinnati getting the ball or Cincinnati lead by seven, I think you're sitting okay. So so we'll see. Obviously, this is, you know, the the first first of, of – not many, but a first of, you know, we'll see if those power five outside, you know, Cincinnati. And we've talked about in previous shows, you know, you know, what, what would the committee say a team like Cincinnati, if they lose, what, what would you, as far as using Cincinnati as an example, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. What would you say that they had to lose by where they would say, no, since we put Cincinnati in, they got blown out, we're done with it? Uh, 40 plus. You know, if it's like if it's like 49 to 3 or 49 to 7, you know, then I think you're like, we're not thinking yeah. about this ever again. Um, I think 21, 28, you're kind of approaching it. But but I, I think Fickle is a great coach, not even because he played at Ohio State, he coached at Ohio State. I think there's a lot to, lot to be said about him. I think he's a smart coach. Saban, you know, don't get me wrong. Saban's the, the greatest college coach. I was going to say, that's time. a problem. Like, Fickle's a good coach. I would agree with you, but he's going against the best coach. Because like, I'm thinking yes, about I'm saying. I'm, like, so, I'm like, if you go into half, like, let's say Cincinnati plays, like, out of their mind in the first half, and they're up 21-7 going into half. I, I still would have, like, 99% certainty that Saban's going to figure it out at halftime and come out and absolutely slaughter them. I would up. still, at that point, if it's a 21-7 – Cincinnati lead at halftime, I would still think the final score is a three-point game. Yeah, yeah. And I think Cincinnati could pull it out. But I think game planning and everything is different because I think as a Cincinnati team, you're going to bust your nut the first half. You're up big. You're excited in that locker room. But that's where Fickle needs to come in and say, 
boys, this game is 0-0. This game is not over. And you know damn well Saban's going to have his speech. Um, so, so it'll be interesting, but I think Cincinnati has to have – I think it has to be, you know – if I'm a Cincinnati fan, Cincy so. fan, I say I got to be up 28 to 3 at halftime for my asshole not to be clenched the entire Ooh. second half. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think I, I think even 28 to 3, like I said, I, I still think you can pull it off, but it'd definitely be interesting second half because Alabama turns it on. But but enough about them getting into the, the second game, which I know this kind of hits closer to, to Zach, even though he's a Michigan State fan. Mich- number two, Michigan. Number three, Georgia. We talked about this, I think, on the number first episode of the season. We said, you know, this is – I think I said this is a seven and a half, 45 is, is the over-under, which I think is kind of low for these teams. Um, but I think they're basing off of, again, another great defense, Georgia, another great run attack, Michigan. The, the only way Michigan is going to win this game, which I think Michigan will win this game because because Georgia's quarterback was exposed against Alabama. He looked like he didn't belong. He had no clue what was going on. Michigan needs to run the ball. They have, they're have they getting their running backs back. They're healthy. They ran for over 200-some yards against Ohio State. They got the best offensive line in the nation. Granted, Georgia had the defensive end of the year or the defensive player of the year, essentially. Um so it's going to be a great matchup, but I, I really do have faith in Michigan this year. So, so we'll, we'll get to that part. But but I'm picking Michigan here. Where are you at? Wow. Okay. So we're gonna be we're gonna be different on both semifinal games. I'm I'm picking Georgia. So I'll get that out of the way first. Um, you said this does hit close to me. It does actually a little bit, probably closer than most people think. I am a uh, part time online student at Michigan, so I'm officially actually a Wolverine. Um, so. Pains, does it pain you to say that? A little bit, a little Acad- bit. It, academically, it, I mean, it pained me before I started, and once I started, it's it's one of those things. Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sidebar here for a second, but it's one of those things that you don't really like until you do. Because I always saw, you know, like Michigan State fans grow up and then they they commit to Michigan, they go to Michigan. Like that happens obviously all the time when you grow up in Michigan. Same thing for Michigan people grow up Michigan fans and they commit to Michigan State. Right, it happens all the time. And people are like. And, and you always ask, how long did it take you to switch sides? And they're, and they're always like, second day on campus, third day on campus, whatever. And I always thought it was BS, but now I'm like, I'm not even set foot on campus. I take online classes at Michigan, and I still find myself defending them when I'm in arguments. So I'm rooting for Michigan. I hope they can do it. I think they could do it. I picked Georgia in this game, but this is more of where I think like Michigan could win this game four out of ten times, and Georgia would win it six out of ten times. Um, so I'm picking Georgia, but I, I mean, obviously I think Michigan's got a much better chance of winning this game than Cincinnati has of winning their game. Um, it's just going to be interesting. It's and, and kind of like you said, they have to run the ball. They have Michigan has to make the game less dependent on athletes and more dependent on strategy. If they can, if they can orchestrate a football game that where the best strategy wins, they could win. Honestly. I mean, I think I they mean, have the better coach. Both teams. Both teams are smart to take it out of the quarterback's hand. Mm-hmm. You know, make make the running game. I mean, like I said, Georgia's Georgia's quarterback looked subpar last week, uh, or I mean, two week, whatever that was. And then Cade McNamara. I mean, he doesn't really excite anybody. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't really. I mean, there's so, there's okay, nothing. So for the listeners on the podcast who who can't see this, this comment says Michigan's D will dominate the dogs, but the question is, can Cade McNamara throw the ball? Um, how do you feel about that take? 
I, I don't that's, think Michigan's D will thing. dominate the dogs. I think that's aggressive. I don't I don't think they'll anybody I, will dominate anyone think, in this game. I, I think it's strength on strength across the board, but the quarterbacks are the weak part. So, I mean, if you're going to force the quarterback to throw, yeah, that's probably the weakest weakest part, but both quarterbacks are are subpar. You know, that's the same thing with Ohio State. Ohio State, and I go back to this, obviously, Ohio State-Michigan game. Ohio State essentially said, hey, we're going to dare you to throw the ball, but they couldn't take away the run. So then they strapped down and tried to take away the run, and he would dink and dunk. So – when they forced him, he, he had turnover. So it, it was proven that when, when they put the pressure on him, it was not good, but they could not stop the run, no matter what they did. So so it'll it'll so be interesting to see. Michigan, we're, Michigan we're the, uh, uh, over under one and a half trick plays for Michigan offense. For the Michigan offense. Oh, that, one that's what I said. Between Ohio State and the Big Ten Championship, all of a sudden they pulled out every goddamn play like I've that's never seen saying. before. I think they, they have a bunch of them. Yeah. You're you're gonna have you. I I think in this game, I don't think in this game you're gonna have to because they they beat Iowa with ease. They didn't necessarily beat Ohio State with ease, but they started coasting away towards the end. But that's when they kind of opened it up. I think that is one thing. If you're Georgia, you have to be very very weary of because, like you said, Zach, all of a sudden they opened up the playbook and these guys were nailing these trick plays. So so if if it comes down to crunch time, I think they're very well. Very okay. way. So that's know, a really maybe. good point. That's a really good point you just brought up. The the um Michigan just smoked Iowa, like you said. No, like didn't really have to show any of their hand. Whereas Georgia just lost to Alabama. My Michigan's got fresh tape on how you beat Georgia in, in a big That's game a big, recently. They show you, know, you everything. I mean, you can look at tape of Michigan losing to Michigan State, but that's weeks ago, you know, and you've made adjustments since then. But this is this is literally Georgia's most recent game. So I think think you got a point there. Um Makes me a little bit more nervous about my Georgia pick, but I'm going to stick with it. Also, yeah. all these SEC either teams way, losing was making me nervous about picking straight saying, SEC. Yeah. But So either way, Zach and I are completely split on the potential going into the national championship game. Obviously, next week we'll, we'll talk more on that, see where we're at. I think Jeremy but, um, hates Georgia. Either way, we're or loves Michigan. There you go. <laughs> I think he's a Bama boy. That's why. Really? Okay. Which is, yeah, SEC. So, but uh, anyways, getting to January 1st, we'll fly through these quick. We got Penn State versus number one, number 21, Arkansas, two and a half, 48.5, pretty much anyone's game. Who you got? I'm going to preface before we get into the rest of these games just real quick because I made these bowl picks at the beginning of bowl season and I didn't know how shitty the SEC was doing. So I regret <laughs> a lot of these picks, but I picked Arkansas in this game. Yeah, you can always change. It's not like they're in concrete. Right no, they're now, in. I'm they're on, locked in. Hey, I locked them in. I'm on Penn State, so I'm on Penn State. That's only two and a half. So, uh, next game: Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. This one has maybe a little more significance because you got the number nine, Oklahoma State, number five, Notre Dame. Again, two and a half, forty-five point five over under. Where are you at, Zach? Oklahoma State. I mean, honestly. Oh, dude, I, I cannot pick Notre Dame to save my life. I'm dude, on Oklahoma State. Dude, you, Notre Dame could be playing the Citadel in a bowl game, and I would pick Any the bowl game that you're sure of 100% of the time. <laughs> Next game here, we got 15 Iowa lost in the Big Ten Championship. Obviously, 22 Kentucky. This is these, these, these spreads here are very, very fine, these five games here. We got three point here, um, 44 over and under. Who you got here? 15 Iowa, 22 Kentucky. These are these are the big like you mentioned, these are the big games. These are all the ranked teams playing each other. So I picked uh 
Kentucky. I'm going to regret it because they're SEC. They're playing Big Ten. But I did this at the beginning of bowl season. I, I, I feel like I'm totally against you. Yeah, I'm totally on Iowa this week. So, or I mean, for this game. So they just played so uh, bad against Michigan. I couldn't do it. You know, they they did, but I think that's like you realize you play like shit. You can't go two in a mm-hmm. row like that. So mm-hmm. then we get into my boys. This will be interesting. The number one. Or I mean, I'm sorry. Number one. I keep saying that. Number eleven. Utah versus number six. The Ohio State Buckeyes. This is it, it opened up at a, only four and a half, 64 over and under. So they're they're expected to throw up some points here. No defense whatsoever. Obviously, Ohio State losing uh, four uh, four big time stars. They're they're they've uh, uh, said, hey, we're going to the draft. We're going to forego this game. Obviously, your big two wide receivers, um, some defensive uh, players. Um, does that? affect anything any of your picks obviously just early in the season you got uh utah you got ohio state i really like this i I felt like this was kind of like a troll bowling matchup because um obviously ohio state lost to oregon early in the season and then oregon lost twice to utah Utah. so they're like all right let's see ohio state try utah you know here's their second chance if they can beat utah then they can say you know we beat the team that beat oregon um i picked utah in my notes i don't to be honest with you, don't remember my reasoning. It probably was because they beat Oregon twice and Oregon beat Ohio State. But that logic didn't uh, didn't help me at all in the Oregon-Oklahoma game, which, which you won that pick and I didn't win that one. So it'll probably bite me in the ass, but I picked Utah. Honestly, next Utah. man up, Ohio State. Yes, next man up in Ohio State. We still got some some great receivers. You know, uh, obviously we've got the, the freshman quarterback, Stroud, still there. Um, I, I still think there's enough firepower. There's, I don't know why, but I mean, there's to me, like, unless you're from Utah, do you really root for Utah? Is there really anybody that says like anything is exciting about Utah? Dude, to Outside be honest, of, can I, can I, can I comment on that? I was there like a couple yeah, months absolutely. ago. I was there, I was in Utah a couple months ago and I saw more Utah state stuff than I saw Utah. Now, I, see, I will say yeah. the people that, that had Utah had Utah like everything. Like their car was decked out in Utah stickers. They're, they were wearing Utah. But there was just more Utah State memorabilia around. It was weird. Absolutely. So Ohio State here, Utah there, big surprise there. We're, we're conflicted. Getting into the last uh, New Year's Day game, we've got Baylor, number seven Baylor versus number eight Ole Miss. Again, one and a half, 55 and a half over under. This is a crapshoot here. Where are you at? I picked Baylor in this one. And I'm surprised I picked Baylor. Um, because you know, I got I got friends that go to Ole Miss and uh and I was picking hot on the SEC on New Year's Day. So way back say, on I... the first day, yeah, on the first day of bowl games, I don't know why I picked Baylor, but I did. I'm looking back at my notes. Um so yeah, so go Baylor, go Bears. Uh, uh, same thing. I got Baylor, so nothing to talk about there. Then January fourth, uh, can get off the last game. LSU gets the measly Kansas State. Yeah, what is going on there? Four points there, forty-eight over under. Really, flip of a coin. Who you got? I picked LSU. I just, I don't care. Can, can, can you can you can you root against LSU at this point? Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe you can make a case for the. Pretty much done nothing all season. Either as Kansas State, I'm on LSU, so nothing to see here. Wait, can folks. I just say this might be the most overrated quarterback in college? Like, it had so much Matt hype earlier in the season. Yes. Yeah. Anybody that goes to Ole Miss, yes. Yeah, uh, dude. 
But uh, anyway, my sister goes I, to Ole Miss, and she's like, she's like, I know Matt Corral, and and he's not, he's not all that. So I'm taking her word for it. He probably just like plays the like, hey, I'm the quarterback at Ole Miss type deal thing. So yeah, probably Zach. Outside of this, we we've talked a few betting things here and there. We've talked about a few picks things. You always yeah. you always have like a few like you you just have an absolute lock. Is there an absolute mortal lock from Zach Mack this week? Wait, so no, not this week. But I want to talk about last week. If y'all have it, go check out the episode, episode three. I, I said I don't give betting advice, but I'm going to give betting advice. Mike was giving me shit for it. And I gave you a mortal lock on Western Michigan and Nevada's over, and it slayed so easy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. So for all of you who uh, benefit off of that, you're welcome. Um, and Mike also, his mortal lock was the over on Oregon, Oklahoma, and that hits so easily. So um, we don't we don't give betting advice over here, but if you guys listen to our mortal locks, you could be millionaires. Just saying. <laughs> so this week, you're looking at Western Michigan, or I'm sorry, what was that, next week? Or where are we at? Western? Oh, no. no, no yeah, are, okay. No, so that's from last week. We've got. Oh, oh okay. I also, I also wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah, I also wanted to mention. Last show, I said when we were talking about the Texas Tech Mississippi State game last episode. I said Texas Tech beat Alabama. I said that on the episode, and I wanted to let y'all know I was drunk by then in the episode, and I was wrong because A and M beat. <laughs> I listened back to the episode. And I was like, "Why did I say Texas Tech beat Alabama? Because it was definitely A and M." At this point, throw the notes out the window. We're on to the next phase. So, but uh, so so we've got our bowl picks in. Uh, we'll, we'll clean it up uh, here. We're getting NBA, NHL, NCAA basketball. Um, obviously, for Zach's sake and in my sake, I mean, I love some hockey, but there's been some concern in the NHL. Obviously, NHL is returning to play with some games still being postponed. Um, you know, people have been saying, oh, the NHL is going to cancel. They're not going to cancel the entire league. But are you, is there really like real concern for you? Like, I, I feel like we, we talked about this last week. You know, the, the NBA had a great bubble. I think the N, uh, NHL did a great job last year. Is there real concern for you this year? I mean, I just feel like sports across this board, across the board, like are just like it's, it's COVID related. Everything is. No matter what you do, I mean, is there a real concern for you in the, in the NHL? Or, I, I mean, mean, I know obviously the the juniors and stuff have been canceled, but I mean, the as far as the NHL, you think they're going to get through the season? I'm surprised you knew that. I, were you even paying attention to the, the World Juniors? That's all I do. All I do is no. read Jack Max. <laughs> 
That's all you do. Oh my god, that's great. Information one on one. Oh my god, that's hilarious. He dude. pulled your shit out. You got all excited. Look at you. I did, dude. My, my headphones came out. I lost my shit. You said that's all I do. World Juniors coverage, twenty four seven. Mike Brown, oh, World shit. Juniors. Um, that's funny. Yeah, World Juniors canceled. Um, thank God they canceled within three days because I got to cancel my free three day subscription with Fubo TV, which is the only place I can watch it. So um, I t- I put in my cancel and Fubo like they wanted a reason. And so I put like other, and then they prompted me again. They're like, no, really, give us a reason. Put a comment in. And that's so how I put a comment in. And I was like, World Juniors canceled within three days. So I'm canceling. That's the only thing I needed it for. And they're like, everybody's reasoning. So, so maybe they're so going to the World Juniors. NHL? But, I say, is there real? Do you, are you concerned? Yeah. I mean, the NHL, I mean, there's they're having more postponements in the NBA right now. And, um, you know, at first glance, that might be weird to people because you're like, you know, same season, what's going on, why? But it's because of all the restrictions in Canada um, and people going back and forth across the border. And there's just more, there's seven Canadian teams and there's only one in the NBA. So um, there's just a lot less of that going on. Um, I, I wouldn't say like real concern. And I touched on it last episode. We've got that whole month of February to make up games if we need to. And I think they're going to utilize that if they can. Um, and the NBA is just, I'm more just, I feel like these protocols need to be updated and I don't really want to get political on this, this episode, or I mean the show and talk about these vaccine protocols and stuff. But I mean, like I, I think the cancellation with the world juniors could have been avoided. Obviously there's a lot less postponements in the NBA than there is the NHL. So there's, I mean, I can't believe that there's like an inherent advantage that a basketball player will not get COVID over a hockey player, you know? So that like, so there's gotta be something where like one protocol for one league is different than another league. And so I feel like they could be better, but it's just, I think the only, the only, the only sucky thing is for people that buy tickets, like try to go to these games or try to travel these games and then they get postponed. Like that sucks. And they just say, Oh yeah, by the way, we were scheduled for this day and you're working. So, but right. But uh, transitioning to, Exactly. Transitioning here to March Madness, you know, whether there's no fans or not. I mean, do you even think, I mean, with the way things are going in sports, you know, I mean, will we have a March Madness? If we do have a March Madness, is there going to be no fans? That's, I mean, that second question is not even something I considered, which would, I feel like. It's hard to believe we come off that, yeah. Yeah, a March Madness with no fans. After all this time, I think it would be more depressing than no March Madness. Honestly, if we got to sit and watch these quiet basketball games that that mean more than any other basketball game that these college athletes have ever played in their life, each one, because, you, I mean, you've got to win, what is it, six, I think? you got to win six. The winner wins six, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't win six, you don't win the chip. So every game gets more and more. Every game is the most important game of this athlete's life, but every game after it is more important than the previous. It is for there to be no fans, I think it's just going to be – I'm afraid of it. Like like the comment that came in, I'm more afraid about no fans. I am too. I'm more afraid of – I don't want to watch big games with no fans. I don't. And that goes back to, like, not to mention the juniors, but, I mean, these kids prep for this. This is their opportunity before they get into any – I mean, obviously they're thinking NHL, but this is a stepping stone to that. So to take that away – and I'm not saying take it away for no reason whatsoever, but there's – 
and, and it's like Zach said, not to be political, but I mean, we, we talk about CDC guidelines for the past 2020, 2021, now going to 2022. And it's like every year it's just been, okay, first year lockdown, second year, let's get vaccinated. Third year, well, who cares? essentially, you know, and it's, it's crazy. Um, It's unheard of. We're in some dire times. Granted, we're we're lucky enough that like we've talked about, you know, that's why we, we quit recording for a while um, because, you know, there was, we, we, we set our piece with outside out out sports, you know, we were ranking video games, we're ranking movies and stuff like that. Now we're we're lucky enough to talk about sports again. So, um, but, but either way, before we, uh, we head out tonight, um, did you know it's LeBron's 37th birthday? I saw that today. Um, is is that like crazy. hard to believe? It's crazy that, because like I remember when he was young, old? you know? I mean, the thing is, is you're younger than him, but I'm like, I, he's my age. But I remember, like, I feel like that's why I tell everybody like, oh, man, these kids are like 18 years old. Like when I was 18, I was like, man, these kids are like sweet, you know? And I'm like. I'm an 18 year old kid sitting at the bar watching them. Like, I'm just a piece of shit. And like, here I am like 37 years later or whatever. You're like, man, I remember LeBron jumped in the league and I'm like, shit, I'm the same age as him. And he's still going strong and I'm recording a shitty podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And he, and he came into Cleveland when he was young and that was in Detroit's division. um, Right. When the Pistons were good. So it was a nuisance. And I just I remember all that. And now thinking he's turning thirty seven, and he's still doing the things he's doing at thirty seven. It's just it's insane. Like he's, you still hate to go against him. Like it, it. That's that's the crazy part to me is I remember when he was a, a rookie or his second year, and you're like, God, we got to we're playing LeBron tonight and deal with him. Yeah. And here he's turning thirty seven. You're thinking the same thing when he steps on the court. Like that's insane, you know. And, and now they're talking about like he may be done in L.A. and he may be saying. Hey, I'm gonna end my career in Cleveland. That's hard to believe, but either way, here nor there. I mean, it's no big deal. What you expect from LeBron? I mean, it's no more than he's gone. His brother or his brother, his son's gonna be in the league dominating, and we'll just never. He's gonna play one or two seasons because I think he structured his contract so that it. Ends. He wants to play with the son. Yeah, yeah. When his son comes into the draft, so he's just gonna go wherever his son gets drafted, play a couple Which, years, and get out. Could you not? I mean, that'd be great. So yeah, of course. But uh, I, I again. Uh, before we end the show, I always put Zach maybe on the hot seat, give him a little opportunity. Any any burning desires, any burning questions? I know you come up with a lot of. Uh, I shouldn't say a lot. You you come up with a lot of the topics. You know, you and your you and our producer really go over a lot of this stuff here. Anything in the world that just needs to be talked about? Uh, I know we've talked about. Actually, to tell you the truth, Jeremy posted. Jeremy's been with us all show. We appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, two years in a row, women's have been canceled. Now the juniors, obviously. We talk about the men's, um, but anything that's just a, a burning desire that you need to touch on? No. Um, I mean, I could talk about this. The women's, I mean, canceling the women's, is, it just comes down to money. I mean, I, yeah, unfortunately, I, I, that's, I try not to like talk about it too much. It's, yeah, I no, I comments, think everybody's on the same page. I think, I think anybody that knows anything about sports is all on the same page. Everybody knows it, but it's like, Nobody will complain. My my thing is like people will get on social media and they'll complain and they'll be like, um, like even some some of the broadcasters for the IHF and the the juniors were like, you know, they're not doing the women justice. Like, the women aren't bringing in money. Like, 
not not the not that the women the, the women's hockey doesn't bring in viewership because there's no next level like the NHL. Like people people don't tune into World Juniors because they're invested in their country winning. You know, I mean, may, I, I'm sure a handful are, but most people want to see the, the, the future NHL stars. Yeah, they want to see who their team drafted or who their team's going to draft, and there's just not that that level on the women's side and. When you just think about it logically, like of course they're not going to jump through obstacle after obstacle to make their tournament happen. Like it's just it's that doesn't benefit anybody other than the players. And unfortunately, this isn't a society that is based on fairness. Like if it was, obviously, then yeah, we'd let them play. But it's based on it's money, so and that's just the way it goes. Like you just had you have to understand that. You know, you can't complain about it. I I agree whether you like it or not. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, there's and we you can go back to the WNBA, like, you know, they they so much I, I they deserve everything that they make plus some, but they're very bad at marketing their sport, you know. And, and but that's also, you know, comes down to who owns them and different things. Um so, but but you've seen the women's hockey make great strides over the past year. They've got some great people in the front office. You know, Madison Packer. You know, all the all these people that are really, really pro. You know, obviously, which most of us should be because they're on an equal level, regardless of how you feel. But it comes down to the dollar signs, like Zach said. So, um, but regardless of what you think, um, yeah, absolutely. So, so that's that is a burning question. That's something that we should talk about one one episode. We've got some yeah. good content. Uh, within women's hockey, women's sports in general. So it'd be great to to have some of them on. We, we I've had some of them on in the past, you know, so it'd be great. But uh but either way, Zach, I, I appreciate uh you jumping on. We we've really through the holiday weeks we haven't been really consistent with our times. But uh appreciate Jeremy jumping on like again, like I said, uh, over here in the comments uh with us all episode, a couple other people. Um you know, in, in and happy Zach, new year. We, we can, we can wish everybody yeah, happy. It's the last show of 2021. I was going to say, you know, I, I'll, I'll see you next year. It's yeah. cliche as it is, you know, I, I appreciate uh, you, you jump back on co-hosting. We're going to take this to that next level of 2022. We, we, you know, we just want to slide in for 2021. We'll get that uh, four or five subscribers, uh, four or five we downloads. Some things then, coming. We, no. got, we got some merch, maybe yeah, some, live, some merch. live yeah. podcasts. Yeah, maybe be, live. You know, it's gonna be real deal. Things. We're gonna we're gonna be consistent. You know, I got some Spider Man earphones right here. I got my my son's earphones. So this is like we're we're moving on up. So this is gonna be for real. So, but uh, but Zach, uh, again, I appreciate you jumping on early. Um, a lot of bowl games still left. We're getting into the nitty gritty tomorrow, so we'll see. We're only only two games really separate us, so so we'll see. Um, but uh, you know, next week we'll we'll be back on for 2020. So on behalf of myself, Mike Brown, and my co-host here, Zach Mack, we appreciate you guys signing in. We'll be back uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time next week. Have a good one. Happy New Year and good luck on that New Year's kiss. See you next year.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 